welcome to the next hour. I'm your host and sports doctor, talking all things sports for the next two hours. So if you want to call our show, our phone number is 334-844-9345. And if you've used any of our shows or want to listen to them, you can find a podcast. Every chapter is currently on Spotify. This is the next hour. And today's show will be available later at the podcast as well. We have a big show today, and our three topics are the first recap the all the Kentucky games, and we'll also preview the Auburn Georgia game this weekend. We'll do some college football talk, and we'll do our weekly Auburn and NFL. We'll have a recap NFL week three and preview NFL week four, and also in the second episode, we'll discuss some NBA, MLB, and NHL playoffs. So that's a three or four right now, and in fact, we'll have to play off. We'll just recap them. With the Lightning, maybe the Sam Cup defeating the Dallas Stars, but we'll talk about that in the show. And we'll start off with our Auburn Kentucky recap. And Auburn opened the season with a 29 13 home win over number 23 Kentucky. So with the win, Auburn's the fourth 1 0 and moved up one spot in the 18th hole from 8 to 7. And this was a good win for Auburn, too, as many people had Kentucky as a popular upset pick to beat Auburn. And when we previewed this game last week, I do have my concerns that a good team like Kentucky, that is solid in the trenches in particular, could give Auburn a tough time and an 11 a.m. kickoff to open the season. However, I thought Auburn was with all the playing at home, they were going with the win in the game, and that's what they were doing. And I thought the offense also, whoever you're feeding the season, had a slow start because of the aforementioned 11 a.m. kickoff for the year. Along with Auburn running a new offense with the offense player, Ted Morris, and that is exactly what happened. As Auburn only scored seven, uh, he only scored eight points in the first half. With a long touchdown being a one-yard run by Dicker Glenn at the goal line to pass off a seven-play, seven-yard drive. So in Auburn, right after that, did a nice job in bringing a two-point conversion as well to make it to get the eight points. But however, Auburn only had 138 total yards in the first half. And then in the first half, particularly right at the end, there was that big controversy. As it looked like Kentucky might have had a rushing touchdown, where on replay it looked pretty clear that Kentucky running back Christopher Rodriguez was the plane. They went to play on the review, and he said it was a little not a touchdown field to remove it. It's kind of pretty clear with a touchdown. He said the play stands, no touchdown. It looked like he obviously took the plane. It looked like it's possible that maybe he nearly touched the ground, glanced it. Wasn't very clear. Now, if I thought was the case, you would have thought that the ball where he went down, but some of them did. But it was a very weird call there. Uh, obviously, it was out of his favor. And then two plays later, Michael Fury picked off Kentucky quarterback Terry Wilson and then he got 100 yards for a pick six. And when the officials announced that this play was in the review, I thought they were just reviewing to see if the series stepped out of bounds on return, which did not. But instead, what happened to the kind of review is they announced that their call had an illegal targeting block that was off the return, and Paul was supposed to be ejected from the game. I will say it's a final. It was good that it happened seven seconds left in the first half. It was good that their call was a targeting ejection that happened in the first half because that meant he was going to miss the rest of that game and he did not miss any of the Georgia games. Had that happened in the second half, their call would be suspended for the first half of the Georgia game. But luckily, it happened the first half. So don't worry about that. He will be able to start that game. But anyway, about that block, I thought it was completely ridiculous for the other officials. Considering that he didn't even really blindside block the top of players, 
Maybe in that heart, maybe in that heart, was a dirty in my opinion. I just think it was a possible mistake called by the after not calling it like that for Kentucky two plays earlier. So in the end, no point three to see from both of those two plays that touchdown. So after that time, all they need is seven. But in the second half, all these offense was much better. It started having much better rhythm, rhythm. And it appears that Bo Nick and Seth Warren's chemistry has gotten even better now in their second season together. Bo Nick has saw game, being 16 for 27 on his passes for 233 yards and three touchdowns. This was also Auburn's leading rusher as he had five carries for 34 yards with a long 13 yards. And back to Seth Warren, he finished the game six passes for 112 yards and two touchdowns with his long pass on for 32 yards. On his first touchdown, Williams made a great pass as he missed through a high ball where only Williams could go up and make a pass. He a great job going for it. Came down with it. And then later in the game, he just had a four-yard touchdown pass to Williams on a fade route to the corner of the end zone. And I'm just trying to find another highlight real catch of Seth Williams. He completely mocked the cornerback, reaching over him to make a pass. And in fact, uh, Seth Williams was his pass was featured on the ESPN segment. He got lost as well. So he's getting a national accolade for that great pass he had against Kentucky on the fade route. And overall, one thing I was really concerned about going into the team was how Auburn's offensive line would fare with four new starters. And overall, I thought they did a pretty good job by only allowing one set. So one thing I do think they could improve on is one blocking, as Auburn only had 91 yards rushing at the team. And that rushing distribution worked out where T.J. Williams became three running backs. T.J. Williams got the most carries of eight, followed by John Titus and Keith Simpson. They each had six, so they had five, as I mentioned, and he actually had one as well on a little jet street. But the only positive I think, the one positive, you could say, from this, is that though Auburn is that Auburn, they did show the running game in the run game, they showed that they could still win games when the run game was not as fast. As you see, Auburn in the past, be really reliant on the run game, where when the run game struggles, the offense really does too. But it looks like, you know, they had under 100 rushing yards, but then going next week, steps up. And as I mentioned, really in the second half, he looked very good. He had the three touchdown passes, three touchdowns in this game. It's very solid there. So I think overall, there's some positives we have about with Auburn's offense. And of course, that last touchdown he had was the most impressive one I saw for Bowen next. He hit. Eli Stove on an out and up. It was a perfect touch pass, leading the Eli Stove into the end zone for touchdown. Great touchdown. Only where Eli Stove can't be touched. I thought that was a nice little development there. You see him going to the team as he improves as a passer. I thought that was definitely the best pass he made in the game. And that's also what took Malibon and also going to come off shot as well. I thought that was the best pass he made. It's a great touchdown for Eli Stove for the touchdown. For the defense, I they played very solid in my opinion, having to replace the starters. Of course, we kind of had to score last show and other third out. I still expected Auburn's defense to be very good this season. They lost all these starters, but Auburn's always had great depth on defense and recruited well. I mentioned before how the secondary, how the four new starters in secondary, each of them played at least 300 snaps last season, so there's not a lot of time time there. And the defense could force the turnovers with the three primary interceptions before the half at the goal line, like I mentioned, along with the fumble recovery and stopping Kentucky on the big punt in their own territory. And I will say, Jordan Peters, he really did make a nice tackle there to stop Kentucky for converting that stage. So overall, defense is very solid. I'm very happy with how they played. 
And we're just going to saw here. We saw that, you know, that two-point conversion. That was quarterback that was, and he's not hitting John Samuel Finger to make that two-point conversion on that pass. So I'll be done there. And going next, you know, in Marshall, we're looking to punter. He didn't punt at all in the first half. Well, next punt, so sometimes, like, all of them came out with, like, a deep shotgun formation and next to the feet just back and forth with that little pink punt. So much how it's been in trouble for it. For example, the Rock Burger, the quarterback is done for himself. So, bonus, he did a few times last year, he did it again this past week. And two of those punts were very solid. They were both down beside the 10-yard line. One was at the 7-yard line, one was at the 3. So, they did a good job with those pink punts. So, it was very solid for the train game and the return coverage was solid as well. So, good to look for all the now specialties. So, overall, very solid win for all the runs. Winning by 16 against a big Kentucky game, our Kentucky team. And I was entering this Jordan game. This man is a spot. We're going to fly away then. We're going to break this up. But we'll continue to preview the Georgia game later in the show. But before we go to the break, I just have a quick side note. It was nice to see Gus Malazan take tribute to Pat Sider by wearing a tie and a side on with a throwback A logo hat. So I thought that was a really nice gesture by Gus Malazan. So let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll discuss more college football. Well, later in the show, we'll talk about the Auburn, the Golden Georgia game this weekend. We'll also talk NFL and NBA playoffs as well. You're listening to the Matthew Hour on WEGL 91.1 FM, and I'm your host, Brian McLaughlin. Hello, and welcome back to the Matthew Hour. I'm your host and sports doctor, Brian McLaughlin. Take a turn now to the Star Wars team, and we have a car now that is Connor in Virginia. Connor, welcome to the show. Indeed, this is an ironic, right? Exactly. Eventually, going to have to work in a little um, payroll marketing and things as well here eventually. But uh, for sure, yeah, good, good uh, transition to Star Wars and the Yankees. But uh, big win last night for them, you know, playoffs and the playoffs started yesterday. The uh, wild card round, best of three. They just go on the road to take the Indians and they got sort of hot. Aaron Judge just started off with the home run and the year he ran away with it there. But uh, it's going to be four runs in the Uh, so I 
and I hope for us to be very particular for you to be tonight. Obviously, there's a I wouldn't be surprised if she was on the I think we need to do a very good job not on the mountain prior to season success. I realize that we're just And there's also a lot of how in the last night very famous and after I captured the power of the yoga because Paul had a yard under the system of the yoga and the very famous. But I do like to knock out typically to the already. It goes quickly in the freedom theory. Thank you. 
to the great point. Great point. We have to be just maybe even the marathon and then that's just the game that you said and you remember one day three the show two two game three, three and three, four game three. So why the part of the one thing you have to see the hundred fifty two games and I got like defended um for all the ones that put up and stuff. I agree, I think the three games are better than the three. And yeah, the Mets have not been a lot of the teams not make the playoffs. The Mets have multiple players with over 300. But we're top in several offensive stats in that score. They just decided to put some metal in that stat. And that's important to the injury. It's more in the guard. They have to make the Tom John surgery. They have to make the Tom John surgery. Because of COVID reasons, they just began in the year. And they just began the season because of the cancer. And then they just opted out. And it ends up coming back to both teams to try to get the goal of the next the bullpen this year? Why do the bullpen that the next to make the The bullpen is going to be lucky to get the to The offense is very good in that But the the next game, the next playoff time, the next three games again, as we did last season. But anyway, either I think the format could be interesting to see how it works out. I think it's probably better than the one game playoff. And the same thing. Yeah, it's very good, very good. And to transition, we go through some of the NBA playoffs. Of course, NBA Finals start tonight, 9 Eastern, 8 Central on ABC. The Lakers taking on the Miami Heat. So before we get into the preview of the NBA Finals, we'll recap the Conference Finals. We'll start off with the Western Conference Finals. We'll just give it back first. So we'll start off with the Lakers taking up the Nuggets in five games. Where the Fox? Well, it's just lower. 
They talk about the Kings 1, 2, and 3, 4. Let's talk about 4 and 5. Let's talk about the 4 and the center. And then again, 5. Talk about the up in the game and then go down. Got it close to that. And where it's possible with 66 minutes left. And then we're going to get to the game. And the game is going to be tied to half. And we're going to go home for the second. And the offense is still available. We're just going to get stuck in the threes. It's almost like they're panting. We went down by six. And then every possession, the game was check up a three early in the shot clock. Not getting good looks. Marcus Smart was at 19 level three at that point. And then we were going to go down. It's very, very frustrating to find that the field of sessions go out. Because in the previous game, the focus lost in close games. And then there's a close game too. But I thought I'd be able to lose more. Zone, for the most part, and kind of the public set up success because for the most part, we struggled against it. 
Well, talk to the NFL as the uh, Jets got a big Thursday night football game tomorrow night against the Broncos. You're listening to the next hour on WEGL, Radio on 21 FM, and I'm your host, Brenda Blossom. Hello and welcome back to the next hour. I'm your host, sports doctor, Brenda McLaughlin. And we have a call now who's returned to the EB Farnham from Denver. Welcome back to the show, EB.
I think it means to bounce back after the loss. The white box yesterday, I just wanted to bounce back. I think it means to bounce back. I got the vibe of the Marlins. The Marlins are going to have to see the Marlins. No one the Marlins in the playoffs this year. He told me the Marlins are going to make the playoffs before the next and third. So I was like, oh, really? But they did. I got the Marlins in that one. I think one. I got the vibe of the Marlins in that one. I had the Rays wrapping up that one against the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays, you know, they have some hard hit balls in that game. The Rays are very good defense for as well position. I got the Rays in that one. And more internationally, you know, I go back and forth, you know, this this red breaking from extra energy is just game one. Overall in the series, I like the Braves. I know the Reds, I know how about before if you still have the red with Stanley with the Sea in Seattle, oh, 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 he might not be really careful now, man. He just seems like you might go after him. We're looking for a warrant out for him. A warrant out for him. I mean, that's just one of the wild west out there in the big woods, South Dakota. But anyway, I know some people think the Reds could be a super world series pick, but playing the Braves, seeing the Braves always play very well against the Mets. They got the Braves in that series for that one. I like the Cubs in their series. Yeah, I'm going to want to watch the series, actually. I'm not going to win, but I think the Cubs have been very solid in terms of this year. I got the Cubs in that one. And then, that kind of wraps up all our, uh, the Atlanta Dukes on this day, uh, EB? No, no, I think that's the last part of the game. Third, three, four, but he's probably going to start. 
or the dark noise and the different types of people. But uh, it's going to be a very tough thing, but I do not be surprised if it's I think eventually, yes, probably around the 12 or 13, the Dolphins get a plan and for next to play on and I really do want to it. And I'm totally cool with that. I'm fine with it. We're not playing all the kids. As a fan team, I like to watch the offense as well. The team loves them. I think it's going on uh, Thursday night. Everyone has seen what kind of practice. But uh, if you guys are struggling, I don't think you can practice to a certain point. Good luck finding the stand. It should be interesting. 
go back to the break when we come back. We're going to discuss the Auburn football and the preview the Auburn Georgia game this weekend. This is Michael Robbery. We'll also do some NFL as well as we approach the second half. You're listening to Max Yeller on WGBL 91.1 FM, and I'm your host, Brenda Blossom. Hello, and welcome back to Max Yeller. I'm your host, sports doctor, Brenda Blossom. More stories here from the next time, such a great thing. Great song, great song. And before we get to our caller, Michael and Washington, we're going to recreate all the players in the NFL. We saw off with rookie Derek Brown, who was, of course, the first overall pick in the NFL draft by Sean Cantor. He had his best game as a young career so far, but Brown had five tackles, three of them being tackled for loss, as the Panthers beat the Chargers 21 16. We also see Salt Noy Benani, as I previously mentioned before in the last segment. He got his first charge of his career with Martin Jones out injured on Thursday night. And he took him three tackles and a pass defended as Dolphins won 31 13. And then in Jigan Howard, allowed was three catches for three yards and nine targets. And they're ranked the highest, you know, best quarterback duo for week two of week three. Uh, high football focus, most football focus. Everything else means the Buccaneers and the Buccaneers came to the end for the Broncos. Team had eight tackles, six of them being solo. Very solid game for Jamal Dean in that one. Marlon Davidson, the rookie for the Falcons, who, of course, missed the first two games of the season for the knee injury. But in his first game, he played 32 snaps and had four tackles as the Falcons had a tough loss against the Bears. Carl Walton. He's had a very solid game as well for the Bengals. I see a two sacks. He's now a three overall in the season. And yeah, he had a two sacks in the game against the Eagles. That ended up being a tie in that one. Jonathan Jones, cornerback for the Patriots. He, uh, he was also one of the best run defenders for the defensive backs last year at the Post Office of the Kansas City Cornerback Rating. Yeah, I know a solid game against the Raiders and the Patriots won. Here's eight tackles in this one. And Dan Newell, of course, another solid game for, for him and the Patriots win over the Raiders. Very solid performance. And they have to move up to 2 1 on the season. Now we have a caller now. It is Michael in Washington, D.C. Michael, welcome to the show. Yes, always nice to have you on. So, how are you feeling this weekend after that? I'm feeling, well, the way Georgia played against Arkansas, I'm feeling a little bit better. So, in this game right now, in the end, football time that is giving Georgia a 50 percent chance to win. Georgia is 6 and a half points favorite. This game, uh, it's already going to be a week. Game day is going to be an afternoon for this one. 
can't do it. I've been looking at these things even in the past. You know, I've been doing five or two of those things. I don't want to get to that. 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 Over 
other three players on both sides, and so how can I it against an Arkansas team that's not that great? Uh, but I think J.T. Daniels, if he does play, will definitely make a difference. The George offense will be much better because he was a good quarterback. But I think it's going to be a bad enough that he's going to be anyway. I think I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but I think all these guys will be fine to pull it off. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, we'll enter the next hour overtime as we'll discuss a lot of NFL as we'll break down and recap NFL Week 3 and preview NFL Week 4. Welcome to the next hour on WGBL 91.1 FM. Now your host, Brent McLaughlin. Hello, and welcome back to the next hour overtime right now. As we're the caller now, it is Chris in Ohio. Chris, welcome to the show. Yeah, 
Now, this is, this is not a, this is not for a team necessarily, it's more of a make or break for quarterback. I'm going to say it's a make or break for Mitchell Trubisky. I know he's not even part of your Brian and Jason. It's been a storyline for the past few years now that it is, if he's going to be a pro football player, a Thank you. 
situation as compared to on a weird spot being three and now, but also having just started quarterback and so it's a weird uh, situation. Exactly, exactly. I know you guys want to call Uh, I 
Ryan, are you there? Yeah, we got you. There you go. We got you. All right, all right, all right. I'm doing well. Do you want to call it? Yeah, 